I hit the mic. <laughs> we'll cut out the first 10 seconds. Welcome to the Tangent Podcast. This is your host, Austin. And this is... I tried to think of a funny name. I couldn't. This is Jack. I, that was failure. Wow. Well, it's good to be back with you here today. Um, what are we drinking today? We've got our Peach Fizz here. Peach Fizz, yes, sir. Buy one, get one free. I thought this would be our drink of choice this week. Uh, uh, Rain Total Body Fuel. Nice. See, I feel better about drinking this knowing it's Total Body Fuel rather than just like an energy drink. Right, because, I mean, it is energy drink, but it's also Total Body, so right. it'll get you that stuff for... Um, for your toes. Yeah, let's see what we got here. We got electrolytes, which is good. I see that in sports drinks a lot. We have BCAA aminos. Branch chain amino acids. Ah, wow. You are smarter than I made you out for. Well, okay, this doesn't make any sense. It says BCAA aminos. So what they're saying is they're branch chain amino acid aminos. Hmm. So I don't think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> Definitely not. We also got coenzyme Q10. Sounds legit. And Peach Fizz, let's go ahead and try this baby. All right. I like. I do too. It kind of tastes like a Peachio. It tastes like a Peachio or a Peach Ring or whatever mm-hmm. whatever brand that you partake. That is delicious. And zero sugars, zero calories, and zero fat. Wow. One carb. Wow. Contains no fruit juice. That's what I like. <laughs> oh, wow. I've never seen this on a drink. Recommended for persons 18 years or older. Oh, really? So for all you... Uh... Oh, and it's in huge, bold letters, too. Yeah, yeah. That is a warning. Oh, my gosh. This has a lot of caffeine. Oh, that is a lot oh, of caffeine. Yikes. 300 milligrams. Oh, boy. Yeah, so if you are not 18, don't drink it. Not recommended for women nursing or pregnant? Or maybe become pregnant. Or maybe become... Sorry, I forgot about Side that. Side effects may cause uh, dizziness, hyperactivity, and death. So <laughs> drink at your own risk. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out of the way. Oh, rating. Give me out of 10. What do you think of that? I like that. Let me take another sip. i got to smell it first. It's a good smell. Mm-hmm. Hints of uh, peach with... Peach? <laughs> Imagine that. Citrus notes and... Hmm. Potassium. Potassium. It's, it's got potassium, potassium as well. Yes. See, I like it. It's way better than the lemonade rain that we had last time. No, way better. That, that one tasted like straight up vitamins, and it was disgusting. Yeah, it was not great. It was pretty bad. Um, I'd give this an eight out of ten. I think. Eight out of ten. I was thinking. I was thinking eight or nine. It's pretty solid. Eight and a half. Would recommend. Would buy again. Yeah, for sure. Especially buy one get one free. Yeah, that's that's why I got them for today. Good deal. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, of course. So thanks to Rain. Shout out to them for providing our total body fuel for this podcast. And let's go ahead and get started. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. We got some space news for you today. We're going to start off with space news. Classic. Yep. This is this is some cool space news. Uh, so check this out. We got a lunar space elevator in the works. That's what I'm talking about. Right? Sounds pretty cool. So there's a Chinese company that Jeez. is working on... Right there. Yep. Sorry, bumped everything. You're good. They're working on building a lunar space elevator, and I still don't know how this is gonna work. But apparently, 
Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and everyone's been talking about this and how it's a billionaire's dream to build a space elevator. Apparently it's the the big dream right now. Um and that's the dream. Huh? So the space elevator will be a much cheaper alternative to like space travel in like a rocket ship. Right, you got to got to pay for the fuel and right. all that stuff. Right. Plus once it's built, I mean your operating costs are going to be relatively low. Right, okay, that's a good point. Um good point. but my one question with this is so apparently they're building it out of carbon nanotubes which are super strong for the size. Um they have really good tensile strength so really you can build stuff way high with it and it won't be affected the same way that yeah it won't bend and do all that you know the same way that like steel or concrete would Mm -hmm. but my one question is even if they're building it that high into space it's still got to be somehow affected by like the rotation of the earth i would imagine like it's still got to be affected in some way by gravity and the rotation of the earth once you attach it into to the moon it wouldn't would it is that their plan to attach it to the moon how else would you do it? But then when the earth spins around, is it going to be anchored to the earth as well? Or is there, are they going to just attach it to the moon and build it from there down? <laughs> and then have it hovering above the earth so you just take a short flight up to it and then take it to the moon. See, that's my question. Because if they anchor it to the earth, like I'd imagine they have to. Right. Then when the earth is spinning, I would imagine it'd be affected. Especially the further out you get. Because at that point, it's spinning at a faster speed the further out you get. Right? Right. Well, like, relatively, yes. Yeah. But yeah, sounds pretty cool. They're, from what I read, they're planning on having it done by 2050. Long freaking ways away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want them to have it done in five years, you know, and be <laughs> like, yeah, we got a space elevator from idea to completion within five years. Yeah, I'm not going up in that thing. Sign me up. Eat me through that thing, as the children say. (laughs) Eat me through that thing. So it says here, I don't... What? Wow. So it would be a cable thinner than a pencil that would be taking you up and down. And it would weigh 88,000 pounds. Kind of like, you know, like a... Like an elevator cable? Like an elevator cable, but that same cable. Thinner than a pencil. What? That's what what researchers are estimating after doing the math. So after crunching the numbers, they say it's going to be thinner than a pencil and it will be within the payload capacity of the next-gen NASA or SpaceX rockets. So so how 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 many pounds can that thing handle? It'll weigh 88,000 pounds, but I don't know... The, 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 cable? the cable itself. The cable will weigh 88,000 pounds. Well, imagine it's going from Earth to flipping space. I don't care. That's insane. Yeah. And it's going to cost a few billion, obviously, to do this because carbon nanotube technology is buco, buco bucks for that stuff. Eh, um, pocket change. But I read somewhere that right now it's like $20,000 per kilogram to take stuff up into space 20 what Twenty thousand dollars per kilogram of cargo like that's what the fuel costs and everything is to take stuff up into space that's insanely expensive yeah because if you think of a space set like a uh launch of a spaceship that's buco expensive right but this would be cut it down to like 200 kilogram 200 dollars per kilogram so it's like one that one tenth of the cost or one one hundredth of the cost. Once, the, once it's all done. Yeah, once it's all done, we'd be able to do it for two hundred dollars per kilo, which is relatively cheap. Right. No. Yeah. No. I, I could afford that. And I'd imagine that as the technology gets better, that'll go down as well to make it 
more available for everyone. Um, but yeah. Where's this elevator going to be? Are we going to have to go to China to use it? Uh, I would imagine it'd be somewhere on the equator because that way you can negate a lot of effects of the sense. earth rotating, you know, like rotating right, up and down. Right. And how, like how, the tilt? Yeah, the tilt. That's, the tilt. What, that's the word I was looking the, for. So it'd be in kind of a neutral location where right. there's not much tilt. Um, that makes sense. I heard Africa. I don't know where exactly in Africa, but it'd be along the equator somewhere. Okay, and right. I also heard they're doing that to try and help get jobs in Africa as well. Um, to help the economy there, to have win. them help build it and stuff. So, sounds like a cool project, and we gotta wait another thirty years to see it through. But I wouldn't be alive then. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt you'll be alive. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if I make. Every it. day I worry for your health, my friend. <laughs> Me too. But I appreciate that. <laughs> Moving on from the space elevator, NASA is also planning another mission to the moon in twenty twenty four. The latter half, so later. Yeah, later in the year. But hey, that's cool that they're planning something. I I found it very saddening. I I don't know. Me and Austin are obviously we like space. We think it's really cool. But so I think it's really sweet whenever we send someone up or do something in that sense. But uh, what was it? Was it Obama that kind of put everything space wise on hold? I can't remember who it was or if it was any individual person. But I know during. <laughs> When Obama Obama started his presidency, or sometime around then, it, it was like NASA put on hold, kind of thing. Anything space, like I mean, obviously they were researching space and they were doing things like that, but they weren't sending anyone up. And I found that sad because uh, you know mankind was born here, but it wasn't meant to die here, as the old Interstellar says. So uh, I think I I think it's an awesome that we're finally sending people back up. Uh, what about Mars? Are they still planning that Mars mission? Is that NASA or is that someone else? Well, I know SpaceX was planning one. I think they were shooting for 2024 or 2026. It's about the same time? Yeah, about the same time. I don't know how close they are, though, because with Mars, the tricky thing is I think if they're going to go there, they want to keep people there for a while if they're spending all that money. Right. I so think the, they're going to die there, basically. Right. So they... I remember when I was in high school, like eight years ago, they were saying, hey, if you pay $2 million, we'll put you in the select group and we'll train you for eight years to send you to Mars. And I remember there, I know? remember hearing things like that. Um, I don't remember if that... I want to say it was SpaceX, because that would have been kind of right around the time that they were getting started, I think. I would um, But they would have to... So I was reading on this today. They would have to send robots, like 3D printer robots up there to 3D print all of their stuff like living dwellings and everything before they go that would make sense yeah which would be insanely expensive right, which would be insanely expensive and how do we know really how that's going you know <laughs> like I've how do we monitor that it. very like i don't know how we can monitor or troubleshoot that like plus i just think that when we get there like we have all these plans to 3d print buildings and fa- like be able to farm and do all this stuff mm-hmm. but i don't think we know I think it's going to be like a rude awakening when we get there to really what it's like. And I think we're going to have a lot of struggles. I don't think it's going to be nearly as easy as uh, um, Matt Damon made it look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, they're shooting for within probably the next five to ten years. But I would say that the first couple missions aren't going to be that successful. That's just my theory. I I almost completely agree. Speaking of unsuccessful missions, has uh, Redneck Hick made it up to Mm. the stratosphere yet? I looked that up and... 
I don't know if he got a better water heater. He might have upgraded to like eBay this time to buy his water heater. <laughs> Some um, Craigslist. Let's see. Um, I didn't. I should have looked that up today. Um, his name. What's his name? What is his name? Hughes. His last name is Hughes. And Mike. Was it Mike? Mike Hughes. Yeah, it's yeah. Michael Hughes. I think he's gonna try. Let's see. On August twenty sixth, he was grounded for at least four weeks. So not quite yet, while completing testing for his rocket. So there, it would be within the next couple weeks, I'd think. Sweet. I'm so excited. But we will keep an eye on that and let you know the updates. Because I really, really want to hear about that. <laughs> Seems we have a velociraptor in the studio today. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to talk myself out of that one. I don't wow. know what the heck that was. Holy cow. Are we going to edit that out? <laughs> we'll see how it sounds. Oh, my god! How impressed I am with myself. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that was something. That's what you hap- when happens when you give me... Uh, Total body fuel. B3, B6, B12, branch chain amino acids, electrolytes, calcium, uh, potassium, and... Sodium nitrate and increased concentration. God, that sodium nitrate, dude. That's what does it. That's what gets me in every time. That's that's what does me in. You got that right. <laughs> Moving on. That's space news. I don't have anything else unless you have anything I else. I got nothing else. That's, cool. that's good stuff right there. Space is still cool. Always will be. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, we're going to... Get to the old uh, close encounter thing. I don't remember where we left off. Yeah, we don't have a name for this segment. Basically, we take fan submissions of paranormal or alien or weird encounters, and we read them on the show. Yes, we do. Um, so give us uh, your encounters as well, and we'll read them online. Online? Online? On air? On air. On air? On the air. Is it... But it's not on the air. Isn't the air meaning live? We're on the air. Are we? We we are, but the listeners aren't. Not yet. When they (laughs) listen to this, it will be as if we are on the air. We'll just... Got it. Okay. Okay. We're going to read it on the air if you send it in to us. And it can be anonymous or otherwise. Today's submission is anonymous. Imagine that. And... Rather, I haven't read it yet. Uh, neither has Austin. We like to save these for um, the moment of and get those first impressions together. We like to experience things together with our fans. We're very close. Yes. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Moving forward. Moving forward. Let me get out my reading spectacles here. All right. Uh, excuse me for any... Uh, mishaps in reading because you you know how good i am at reading okay this one he 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 titled it he or she i don't know uh titled it disembodied hand good timing anyway so that right there pretty Pretty terrifying yeah so i'm 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 pretty i'm pretty so disembodied coming from the root dis, which means, what does that mean? Isn't it like when you diss someone, you're telling them off? Yes. So telling off the hand from the body. Am I getting that right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. 
You should go work for Oxford. All right, get, get ready, get comfortable. Here we go. I'm gonna get real close here for a second. I have been contemplating whether or not to share this for months, as I know it sounds crazy, and it's a crazy concept, and I know there are some people who might think I'm completely insane. I, even I still have no clue what actually happened. I have count. I have had countless paranormal experiences my whole life. Countless. That's a lot. But this is by far the most intense one I have ever had. When I was a teenager, around 17 years old, this happened one Saturday afternoon when I was alone at home. <laughs> no, I thought that was funny. <laughs> it was not funny. Oh, man. Right, I'm, I'm, okay, okay. Back then, I did belly dancing. Definitely a dude. And would have practiced. <laughs> I did belly dancing and would have practiced for shows on Saturday mornings. On this particular particular Saturday, my mom dropped me off at home afterwards and went off to run errands. I was excited to be alone. It was an opportunity to sneak a call on the home phone. Back then, I was almost never allowed to use the home phone as it, to make calls as it was costly. So I took the phone into my room and called this guy I'd been chatting to back then. Definitely a dude. <laughs> this conversation was going well, and I was laughing and chatting away, and I had my belly dance hip scarf in my hand and was absentmindedly swinging it about. It was the type of thing that had metal coins on it, so it was making a jingling sound as I swung it about. Now... What I'm about to say is totally bizarre, and I'm well aware of that, but this is 100% what I saw and what happened to me on that day. I saw a hand that appeared out of nowhere next to me and bashed my bed a total of three times. This happened so fast, I barely had any time to register what was happening. Obviously, I freaked out. I screamed, jumped up off my bed, and out of the room so fast, I think I must have completed the entire movement in no more than two steps. My friend on the other end of the phone was frantically asking what was wrong and what had happened, but I was in so much shock that I couldn't even speak in a, a full sentence coherently. It probably took me about five minutes to be able to speak enough to explain what happened. I was crying at this point. I would not go back into my room. Let me pause right there. Thoughts? Sounds creepy. <laughs> Fair enough. Here's the first thing I will say. With crazy stories like this, mm -hmm. never be scared to send them to us because we are believers of everything. We're not non-believers of anything. Right. Well, when I say that, I'll say, we'll read your stories with an open mind. Oh, absolutely. To me, this sounds very interesting. My first thought is like, you hear all these things of like, people see hands or feet. Why just a hand or a foot, you know? Like, why is it just a hand and not Because elbows foot? aren't scary. Right, but <laughs> shoulders are pretty scary, so why don't you see, like, the full arm, you know? That's a good point. Maybe maybe they did, and they just kind of like, eh, no, they would have said arm at that point. Or, like, full person. Why don't you see everything? Why do you see just a hand, you know? That's a good question. I don't know. And what, what, I, I was wondering what they meant by bashed my bed. Just like that, I would imagine. Just hit it with a fist three times. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to get his or her attention. His, remember? Oh, his, yeah. 
I'm an animate. An anim anim. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Anonymity. What's what's the word? Anonymity. Yeah, that one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know why we choose me to t- t- say the long things. Maybe uh, next week. This we'll is see. exactly why we choose you to say <laughs> long words. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, My friend was so convinced that someone had somehow broken into my house as he had heard the sound of three bangs on my bed. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is run by children. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. That was just freaking funny. I'm so funny, Austin. Okay, all right. Get your mind out of the gutter, Jack. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, he said he wanted to drive over to my house. He kept on asking if I was sure that there was no one in my room and maybe there was someone hiding under my bed or something. I kept on explaining to him that I had seen the hand and that it had no body attached to it. It had been just a hand. So what you're saying is that the hand had been told off from the body. Yes, yes, it had been dissed. Okay, disembodied hand. Okay. Dissed. I got you, I follow. Yep, thank you for that clarification. If there was a whole person in my house, I would have seen the... <laughs> I would have seen a whole person in my house. Maybe I would have missed like a half person, but like I definitely would have noticed if there was a whole person in now my house. Now you're just insulting our viewers. No, I just thought that was a really funny way to say it. Sorry, I'm not insulting anyone. It just struck me as a funny way to, to state that. Because when, when at any other time would you not see a whole person? I guess when you're seeing a disembodied hand. Right. It was no, just a funny was a way whole to person. I would have seen I'm it. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Proceed. If there was a whole person in my house, I would have seen... <laughs> okay, I'm good, I promise. No, you're Proceed. not. <laughs> Proceed. They, and they would not have vanished into thin air. He was... Still not 100% convinced and asked me to leave the house until my mom got back. The only reason he didn't think I was insane and truly believed that I had actually been in some sort of danger was because he had actually heard the bangs. He confirmed that they had actually sounded very loud, even to him, that it sounded fast and forceful. So I essentially had an encounter with a disembodied hand that physically bashed my bed right next to me This was not something I had imagined or something that had been a hallucination. I am happy in the way that he heard, so I knew I was not crazy. I cannot think of any logical explanation for this experience, no matter how hard I try. Whenever I tell someone about this, which I don't do very often, as I'm I'm not trying to get thrown into a mental institution, their first response is usually, you're probably just dreaming. Things seem so real in dreams. Or... <laughs> That's not what they said. Or <laughs> I 
<laughs> I blame you. Why? Uh, Mr. Chucklenuts over there. Dude, sometimes I get on laughing fits. My sister and wife can attest to this. I will get on laughing fits to where, you know when you're laughing so hard you're not making any noise? Oh, yeah. I'll do that for like ten minutes straight. (laughs) And it happens like once every three months that I just, someone will say the stupidest thing and I just start laughing. I don't know why. It happens all the time, though. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there right now. It's... I'm oh, glad to, to man. we're getting back to our, our uh, entertaining selves yep. rather than our angry selves. Uh, yeah, I got some bad feedback about the Arizona episode when we recorded it three times. Oh, right. And the third time we were just kind of peeved. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty peeved, so that episode was kind of <laughs> subpar, but this one is going to be good. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Or were you not maybe think maybe in a state between sleeping and waking where you can hallucinate? And my answer is no. Big old caps and bold and everything. I was wide awake and it was during the day, bright sunshine outside, and I was fully conscious and aware speaking on the phone. Plus, the person on the phone could confirm what they heard and confirm that I was fully awake. People have have even asked me if, if I was taking some sort of hallucinogenic, which again is no. I have never and will never take any form of hallucinogens. This is what I saw and what happened, as bizarre as it may sound. So they're pretty firm on what they saw, clearly. One person suggested to me that once I had been maybe even irritated, I irritated a spirit that had been present in the with the jingling jangling sound. They type jingling jangling. Newsflash out there. Please don't type jingling jangling ever again for your own good. Why? Because it's not 2002. Is that a reference to something? Nope. Oh. Okay. I just haven't heard anyone say jingling jangling since I was a kid. I don't know. Haven't you heard that, seen that claymation Christmas movie where they sing the jingle 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 song? Exactly. You can hear When was that made? Ring. Like the 70s point in case you case said of, 2002 i'm just saying it's not olden times okay anymore. fine it's just a sound do sounds go out of style yeah, nobody says pow anymore or whammy who said whammy before <laughs> I, don't, I don't know you find me one incidence when someone said whammy does wham count wham no because whammy is an extra M and a Y. Alright, I admit, I admit defeat on whammy. Okay. Continuing. This is going to take us forever to get yep. to this. Yeah, it will. Uh, jingling, jingling sound of my hip scarf that I had been swinging around. And they had merely been trying to get me to shut TF up. I think that stands for curse words. Yep. Cool. Uh, the bang, bang, bang could have essentially been a hey 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 stop that oh like like the 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 spirit was all sorts of pissed that they were jingling jangling or maybe Ah, she live in a house or an apartment if i know because you know how in the in the movies you see the old lady banging on the floor with a broom saying hey stop that 
Could have been bang, bang, bang. Stop your jingling, jangling. That's a good point. Where'd the hand come from? I don't know. This was a woman who had experienced her own crazy paranormal experiences, so she was more open-minded than others, and she was only the one that genuinely believed me when I said I had seen this. I guess this could have been a possibility. This house... House. Okay. Uh, was pretty active in terms of paranormal experiences already, although it had never been anything of a dangerous or frightening nature. Scared me. One night, my sister and I were having a few glasses of wine when I was visiting her, and I decided to tell her about the hand. I expected her to laugh at me but and think that I was ridiculous, but she actually didn't. She looked at me and said, Hmm, that's weird. And then she told me a story about this thing that used to happen to her and my brother when they were very little. They were between the ages of five and eight. They said that they used to believe that there were some scary hands in some of the rooms of the house, especially the passageway of the bedrooms, that would sometimes appear and chase them out. She said they used to call it the yucky hand. Lol. It it says lol. (laughs) And they would run away screaming. But she said since they had grown up, she just chalked it up to their wild imaginations and had assumed the hand never actually existed. And it had been the game they played and got themselves scared and riled up. But when I told her about seeing this hand, she started wondering. She had actually completely forgotten about their yucky hand. I find it bizarre that they have this story about a disembodied hand and I saw a disembodied hand. Anyway, I would love to hear others' opinions. Has anyone ever else encountered disembodied limbs floating around hmm. yeah let us know if you have <laughs> you know i got I, I haven't i cannot say i have not either not consciously anyway yeah i definitely have not i'm still curious as the as to this just the limb though like i wonder why that is instead of seeing the full apparition you know well, maybe it takes a lot of energy to become visible maybe so i do the whole body thing just do something something little yeah i have heard the theory where ghosts are like interdimensional beings and dimensions are like ocean waves on top of one another so when the waves barely touch part of those dimensions mix and you see stuff from another dimension Hmm. so maybe it's just Part of that dimension manifesting in our dimension. I don't know, but stars aligned or something. I, like yeah, that. I'd be interested to hear more of, you know, more about that of why it's just a hand or something. You're really stuck on that, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just interested because <laughs> you hear all these accounts of like it's just a hand or it's just a foot or it's just a face, like or it's just a silhouette. And sometimes you hear the full body, like you see a full person or something. So I'm curious as to what makes those different, you know, and just Mm -hmm. why they're different. I'm sure it's not a huge deal or a huge difference, but I'm just curious. So if you've seen any disembodied limbs or you've seen anything weird, let us know. We can read your stories on the show. Yes, please do. And there's many ways of contacting us. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. We got email. We got Twitter. Twitter. We we have Twitter? Yeah, we do have Twitter. Cool. We have Twitter. I think that's it. Yeah. And check out uh, all our handles will be in the show description. Yes. So we'll include them there. And yeah, reach out to us. We, we didn't even do snail mail. We'll what the a, heck is that? Just regular cards. Oh. If you're old-fashioned. I've never heard it called snail mail before. Yeah, snail mail, because it takes forever to get to you. 
I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to do that, give me give me a, a, a chat and I'll give you an address to send it to. Yeah, uh, but shoot us shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you but guys. If you're already and... chatting me, then just give me the story then. <laughs> no, no snail mail. Okay, fine. No snail mail. Under special circumstances, maybe. Maybe if it's like, oh, maybe you want to send us something like, hey, check out this paranormal thing. Oh, or maybe yeah. if you write it in really creepy writing and crinkle the paper and burn the edges so it looks yeah. creepy. I'd be yeah. down for that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> um, anything else on that story? No. Any, any thoughts? Uh, creepy. Yeah, definitely creepy. Uh, uh, I want to hear the rest of their paranormal stories. Yeah, they seriously. Said they, had they said, a like, oh, we've had of... a ton of these. It's happened all my life. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah. If nothing is, if that's the most significant one, I want to hear everything else that's been paranormal I'm cu- I and was become normal in your life. So, anonymous user, send more stuff in. Yes. So, moving on. Moving on. We are continuing our American Urban Legends journey with you today. Going to the fine state of Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas, yes. As the locals say. Yes. I've been told. Because English is messed up. You're messed up. Uh, so, yeah, we're going down to Arkansas. We're going to do a little bit of true crime, a little bit of urban legend here for you today. True crime, huh? Yeah, mine's a true crime story. Oh, cool. It's an unsolved unsolved true crime mystery. Oh, I'm, I'm curious now. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, have you ever heard the old classic campfire story of, like, a man with a hooked hand that kills people? Actually, is that the one where they're like, oh, we need to get out of here, and then they finally do, and then when they get out, they see the hooks, like, hanging on the hand, on the handle? Yeah, this is just like the classic story where you've got the teenage couple, and they go to Makeout Point, or well, Lover's Lane. Makeout Reef. Yeah, man. Good times. <laughs> Makeout Reef. Good times. <laughs> Makeout Reef. <laughs> and uh, so this is the classic story where you hear the couple... Is this where, like, that originated or yeah, something? Yeah, this is kind of where where this originated. Uh, so I cannot take you seriously with a wire right in front of your face. So you've got the classic story. The couple goes to make out reef lovers lane. They're doing their hanky panky, hanky panky and dance with no pants. Yep. And there's a few variations, but the most like common one is the man gets out of the car to go to the bathroom or whatever. And then he never comes back. And then soon his girlfriend hears scraping on the top of the car and she goes out and her boyfriend is dead and butchered and his hands are scraping on top of the car and there's a hook stuck in his in the door or whatever, you know, something like that. Creepy. The man with the hooked hand. There's tons of variations to it, but that's kind of where this originated from. So this is called the Texarkana Murders or the Moonlight Murders because Tex-Arcana-mist? there's... Texarkana That's Texarkana Murders. Texarkana. So the city is Texarkana. Oh, that's yes, the city. that's where they took place. Texarkana, uh, Arkansas. Yes. That's a terrible name. Texarkana or otherwise known in pop culture as the town that dreaded sundown because there was a film that was made... In 1976, a horror film based on these murders as well. How neat. Yes. (laughs) Very neat. Very neat. (laughs) Uh, So this, the movie was loosely based on these, but uh, that film came out kind of around the same time as like Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween and Black Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So these murders took place in 1946 and the murderer was known as the Phantom Killer or the Phantom Slayer because... According to witnesses, he wore a white bag or mask over his head that had the eyes cut out. So he looked like a phantom. That's terrifying. Right? Or homeless. Why homeless? Do homeless people commonly wear bags on their heads? I could see it. Okay. (laughs) I'd wear a bag on my head if I were homeless. 
Okay, that'd, so that'd be neat. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Give me a bag. You should just wear a bag over your head anyway. Um, <laughs> moving on. So these murders in 1946. So there was the first encounter with this man uh, was this couple who they were the, they were the first victims, but they were also survivors of this man's attacks. So they are first-hand witnesses. Cool. So uh, this first attack took place on February 22nd, and the, the couple was on a secluded road that was kind of on the outskirts of town. And the couple, Jimmy Hollis and Mary Jean Larry. Mary, I don't know if it's Jean or Jeanne Larry. A young, Mary Larry? Mary Larry, yes. Her name is Mary Larry. Mary Larry and Jimmy Hollis. Jimmy yes. and Mary Larry. Yep. Jimmy. That's so 40s. Yeah. Jimmy and Mary. Uh, so they were parked in their car and he, it was nighttime. He comes up to him, he blinds him with a flashlight and held him at gunpoint and made him get out of the car. And then the phantom told Jimmy to take off his pants and then started beating him very severely, fractured his skull. And amazingly, he survived that. Why do you tell him to take off his pants? I don't know. Um, a lot of sexual assault in his crimes, so I don't know if he sexually assaulted him, but told him to take off his pants, maybe for humiliation purposes, I don't know. Um, it's also believed that because he sexually assaulted his victims that the Phantom Slayer was also, like, not confident sexually or just had a lot of different sexual perversions and things like that. So he had to humiliate others sexually because he was humiliated that way as well. Um... So made Jimmy take off his pants, beat him savagely, fractured his skull. Amazingly, he survived. And then he told Mary to get out of the car and run. This is weird to me. So he told her to get out and run. And so she got out, ran kind of into a ditch and was like scrambling to get away. Then he told her to change course and run toward the road. And at that point, he started chasing her down, sexually assaulted her with his pistol. And then uh, let her run away again. And they both survived. So I don't know why he let them survive. I don't know if it was his intention to let Jimmy survive or not. I kind of doubt he, it. He fractured his skull. I don't think he cared either. So right? I would imagine Jimmy was just knocked out unconscious there if his skull was fractured. And then right. he just kind of like was chasing Mary. Um, I don't know if it was his intention to let her get away as well or not. Sounded um, like he wanted, he was he was like mouse playing, or a cat playing with a mouse. Like he was, he was having... Fun. He was messing yeah, with her, like, like playing a game with run, her, give, yeah. giving her a, a false sense of pretty, like I can get away, and then just tackling her down and assaulting yeah, her. Pretty like, sick, though. Yeah, that's yeah. But it does say he let her run away again. So he got bored. Yeah, maybe he let her run away, thinking he was going to catch her, and then he didn't catch her. I don't know. Or I I don't know. Someone doing something like that, like those those people, sometimes do it for the recognition. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe he was like he wanted some survivors to tell the police about it, and then it gets on the news and people know about him. He right? Wanted, he wanted to be known. He wanted to be feared. Now he's like in the limelight. Yeah, the, like the fear of it. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. That would be my guess. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he continued, obviously. Then, so the next month in March, uh, his next victims were Richard Griffin and Pollyann Moore. They were found dead in a car at the end of a different secluded road and they had only been dating six weeks uh they were they had been having dinner that night with richard griffin's sister and her boyfriend now this is kind of weird griffin was 29 and his girlfriend was only 17 
Uh, so there illegal. was a pretty big age gap there. Was it legal back then? The, I I don't know. 46? I don't know when, like, consent, the age of consent was... Age of consent, though, is 16, isn't it? Or is it... I thought just basically if they're below 18, you're just screwed. Right, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so they were dating for six weeks, and Griffin was a veteran. So he, I'm guessing he served in World War II. He was pretty young at that time. He's 29. Right. And this is in 46, so it was right after the war. Uh, he was a painter and a carpenter, and they were found. He was shot fatally in the back of the head, and his girlfriend, Pollyann, she had been living in a boarding house nearby, and she was also shot fatally in the back of the head. So, back of the head, maybe that's like execution style. They were found in the car, so um, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know how much he played with them at that point, you know, if they were in the car. Back of the head in the car, that's hard to do. Yeah, unless it is, you're, it is hard to do, unless, yeah. Like, if they're were they sitting in their seats, like driver and passenger seats? It doesn't, doesn't specify, it just said they... Uh, were found dead in their parked car. Um, it doesn't say if they were shot in the car or not. That's that a, I don't know. That's curious. Uh, yeah, maybe he shot them outside and then put them in their car. I don't know why you would do that because yeah. it's clear that they were murdered. Right. It's not like you were trying to hide something. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you have someone at gunpoint, it's not hard to control them. Let them do what you want, and then just pop them in the back of the head in the car. But right. But I mean. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's just not... I'm trying to think of scenarios where you're in a car and you get shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Maybe the person would have to be, seat. like, in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Or or tell them to turn sideways for them. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just... It's interesting. It, it is weird, yeah. But they were both shot in the back of the head. Um, and then a few weeks later, they found another boy, young boy and girl, Paul Martin and Betty Jo Booker. Uh, so... Betty Jo was only 15 Betty at the time. Jo. Wow! Yeah, so she was the youngest victim. She was 15, which is really sad. Um, so Martin and Booker had been dating. They had known each other since kindergarten. They'd been dating... Kindergarten? Yeah, so they were friends for a long time. Um, oh, was he the same age then? It doesn't specify his age. It just says she was 15 and she was the youngest. Probably close to... I would imagine. If they were in kindergarten together... Within three years, I'd say. Yeah. Just just spitballing. Yeah. Okay. Um. So... Uh, Betty Joe played saxophone in a local band. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, right? Saxophone is awesome. Saxophone is amazing. Um, and Paul was going to pick her up that day. The day they died. And later, so five hours after he was supposed to pick her up, his body was found. And then his girlfriend, Betty Joe, her body was found six hours later. And their bodies were two miles apart. Really? Yeah. So had they had he not picked her up at all? It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't specify. I don't know that anyone knows that. You know, if not, that's insane that he would know. Because it's clear at this point he hunts on couples. Yeah, or oh, yeah. she, whoever this is. Because uh, all three victim, I mean, all three attacks have been on couples. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's another interesting question. Why couples? Maybe maybe it's back to the thing where you said he can't have love or. He's yeah. he's embarrassed sexually or something. Yeah, he's like he's, sexually incompetent. So he's like, why should everyone else be happy with somebody when I can't be kind of thing? Right. Maybe that's what's happening. Um, but back to the point. Two miles apart? Two miles apart. Um, why? Yeah, I don't know. It, so it, it's a question of whether did they get killed together and then he just put them there? Or 
were they never even together and they they were both killed in different instances and if that's the case how did he know that they were a couple sounds like he's doing some studying yeah well it says martin came out to pick her up so i would imagine that that he was either following her and he got him after martin picked her up and then killed martin and then you know did something that would make the most sense but why separate the bodies yeah i don't know i don't know um it's clear he's not super worried about being like the bodies being found right and it doesn't really say where where the bodies were found like like, if he tried to conceal them yeah were they buried were they just sitting on the side of the road obviously the first bodies like they were just in the car in the car or next to the car you know so it doesn't seem like he was trying to conceal and hide them. he's not trying to hide Right, which is weird to me. I mean, maybe it's the whole fame thing again. Right, he wants um, to be recognized. But then again, a lot of serial killers that you see are they play out as being a normal person while committing their crimes. So obviously, you know, they're not really like trying to get caught or trying to get their name out there as a serial killer. Right. Um. So this guy, yeah, I don't know. His mo is a little different every time because the first couple he didn't kill. Second couple, he killed in the car. Third couple, he kills and hides their bodies three miles apart Does it apart say how he other. killed the last two? Were they were it, they shot in the back of the head as well? It just says their bodies were found. Uh, yeah, it doesn't It doesn't specify how they were killed. Yeah, I don't... Is that the end of it, or is there more? There's, there's another couple. So then it says in the first weeks of May, so the next month, the Phantom Killer attacked what were officially his last two victims okay i'm a husband and wife and they were attacked in their farmhouse so different Hmm. mo this time they weren't in a car not traveling um, right not traveling um this was kind of on the northeast side outside of town virgil starks was he was killed by two shots to the back of the head so the same kind of killing again but two shots and then his wife katie survived and she was shot twice in the face and she survived that wow yeah so she survived um and then she ran down the street to the neighbor's house to get help. Jeez. So shot twice in the face, and then she ran was able to run down the street to the neighbor's house. I don't know if... Maybe you, maybe it just took off some jaw, maybe like through the cheek kind of thing. I have no idea. It also doesn't say what caliber the gun was. Well, I mean... <clears throat> but still, any shot At the very the face, smallest, like a twenty two. that's yeah. still going to cause some damage. Well, twenty two is not going to go through and through. It's going to ricochet in your head too it's not gonna have the power to go through right but it's still gonna cause damage well yeah anything that doesn't go through is gonna cause more damage than anything that doesn't because it ricochets in there right and once you get to like you know nine mil that's good that, oh that's gonna kill yeah if you're getting I, shot twice apparently in the face, not well yeah <laughs> if yeah i doesn't specify where on her face but face head anywhere above the neck yeah is insane Especially yeah. twice, mm-hmm. I'd be on the ground. Oh, if yeah. I was alive, I'd be on the ground. I would be, I don't know what, I'd be a wreck. I wouldn't be moving. I wouldn't be running to some objective. Right. Well, it makes me wonder, maybe she like played dead until he left and then ran down the street. Jeez, I mean, she was probably losing a lot of blood. Because I'd imagine if she gets shot and then tries to run away, that he would have killed her. You know. Maybe. I, I don't know. We we won't know. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. So she ran down the street, which still amazes me. That that is crazy. Props mm-hmm. props to that woman. Um, Way to go, uh, 
Polly? Katie Starks. Wasn't even close. Katie Starks. Uh, props to her for being able to survive that and run down the street. Doesn't say what happened after that to her. But it says that while he was while the Phantom Slayer was out on the loose, uh, the city of Texarkana was like, they put themselves under siege. Like, the residents were buying out all the guns in the local gun stores. Like, Smart. they were arming themselves, getting locks for their homes. Um, curfews were set, like, throughout the town for businesses and for people. Um, they even brought in the Texas Rangers, who were, like, the elite crime fighting unit that time, to come in and try and figure it out. But no mm-hmm. arrests were ever made. Um, and oh, all of these were committed at night as well. So that's why they got the name, the moonlight murders. And that's kind of where the legend of the hook man comes from that. He killed couples at night that were in their cars. Where'd the hook come from? I don't know. That's just kind of a spinoff of the the thing, but darn. Yeah. So pretty crazy. They never arrested anyone. Um, but there's really, there's really no like central motive other than he was targeting couples. But he never, there was no motive, there was no connection between the couples, like, they weren't able to connect them to a single person, there wasn't really any burglary, like, he didn't burgle the house or the cars at all, yeah, he didn't take the cars or anything, Um, and so a lot of people thought that he was, like, a sex maniac, things like that. Um, Makes sense. They never made any, like, arrests that stuck, but they arrested nearly 400 people in connection with the killings, Wow! but could never pin it down on anyone specific. So just, I would imagine that was just mass hysteria. And obviously they had witnesses because three people survived, mm-hmm. but they didn't have enough because I mean, he wore a mask. He wore that bag or whatever. Right. So I'd imagine they, with all this hysteria, they were just arresting anyone that fit any type of description of the guy. I mean, you can't really blame them at that point. Right. I mean... All these happened within a few, within like a four month span. So for four months, the town is just heightened on fear and awareness, you know. So they're going to be probably doing everything they can to stop it. Right. Um, <clears throat> the suspects, there were a few key suspects. There was a University of Arkansas freshman. Uh, he committed suicide in 48, and then an escaped German POW, who they apparently thought was doing the crime, an LA resident. Um, who believed that he may have committed the crimes while in a coma. What? <laughs> I don't Maybe think that person was... knows how comas work. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I didn't I don't know what they're going at with that. Maybe he was faking he was in a coma and then going out at night and killing people. I don't know. Um many believe that it was a man. This is kind of the, the central suspect named UL Swinney. He was arrested in 47 for auto theft. Um and his wife kind of like confessed to the crimes at the time, but she couldn't. Apparently, she couldn't testify by law against her husband. Um, and then later, she took back her confessions. I don't know why she couldn't confess against her husband or testify against him. It doesn't specify that. It just says by law she couldn't testify against him. Maybe you can't testify against direct family members back then or something. I don't know. Yeah, the laws must have been different. That'd be kind of um, stupid, but yeah. But later, she came back and said that he didn't do it. And this man, Swinney, he was in prison for different crimes until 73, and then he died in 1994 and never confessed to the murders or anything like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, So there is a a book about this called The Phantom Killer, Unlocking the Mystery of the Texarkana Serial Serial Murders, The Story of a Town in Terror, and the author... way too long of a title. Yeah. 
the author, James Presley, kind of lays out all the evidence and why he thinks that Swinney was responsible for all five of the slayings. So that'd be an interesting read. Uh, again, sure. it's called The Phantom Killer Unlocking the Mystery of the Texarkana Serial Mur- Murders. Ugh. Serial Murders, The Story of a Town in Terror by James Presley. That's, again, too long. <clears throat> right. James Presley, get your crap together and name things right. Yeah. Um, but other people are unconvinced it was Swinney because in 48 there was a cold case uh, of another disappearance of a woman from Texarkana that thought that people thought could be the same phantom killer, but Swinney was already in prison. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and apparently there was an anonymous woman in 2000 that contacted members of the surviving victims, family members of the surviving victims, and she she said she apologized for what her father had done, but Swinney never had a daughter, so people are saying that it couldn't have been him. Um, but regardless, the town was completely traumatized. After a few weeks of from the last victims, the murder stopped, and so the rangers like quietly left town without telling anyone they don't want to say we're leaving right then that could bring him back exactly so they quietly left town and just kind of left it to local authorities to uh-huh. keep an eye on things and after that um, nothing really ever happened again but it's still unsolved to this day um obviously if it was in 46 he's man's probably not alive anymore probably he's probably dead if or is, doesn't have the capacity to go around killing anyone anymore um yeah so obviously you know the town's never been the same since then there was that film the town that dreaded sundown that was named after this and a lot of the locals in the town were actually cast in the movie um yeah but pretty pretty creepy pretty gruesome it's it's very interesting to me that the mo is never the same though like he killed one couple in a car he killed one couple and then took their, their bodies two miles house. apart, and then one couple in a farmhouse. And didn't kill another couple. Right, didn't kill the other one. And So, different MOs for each one, but they were all committed at night as well. And they were all couples. Right. That's the one constant, I right. think. Right, all couples. So, who knows? Like, I don't know that we'll ever know. Um, obviously, there were surviving victims, but, you know, I don't... It doesn't really lay out that there's tons of evidence right. connecting anyone to it. So, kind hmm. of an interesting case. Very, very interesting. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, if you know anything about this, I I don't know how many people would know about this. Probably but not many. Anyone in Arkansas that has, like, a grandparent from around that area, go ahead and give them an interview. See if they remember anything. If they're not senile yet. Yeah. But yeah, pretty interesting story. So that's my bit on Arkansas. What do you got for us, Jack? So here's what I got in the old Arkansas. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm. You're ready. Let's do this. This is a story of the of what has been titled, has earned the title of, quote, America's Most Haunted Hotel. Hmm. It's rather, that's a big title. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of hotels. I would have it. given that to the Cecil with Elisa Lamp. Oh, but I forgot about that. Let's uh, let's learn some more about this doozy. We, we will learn. So, what happened was, this is in the 1800s, mid to late 1800s. So this is a long time ago. Wow. Long time ago. So, it was a hotel. It's a five-story hotel. It, that was pretty big back then. 
and nothing too fancy about it. It was just normal tell. I think business was not as good, so doors closed, whatever. Anyway, the building became owned by a doctor, a man by the name of Norman Baker. Norman. What a great name. That is a good name. Norm, for short. Good old Norm. Norm. Uh, Norman was a terrible person. Oh. He wasn't evil in the sense of the fact that he will just stab you. <laughs> like the like the last guy. Or shoot you, or whatever. He was, uh, m- he was a frauderer. He was a frauder. A frauderer? Frauderer. He frauded things. Hmm. People. So he he tur- he converted this hotel into what he titled a concert. I, I just tried to say cancer, but called it cancer for for some mm. reason. Cancer treatment facility, and he claimed he could cure cancer. Any type, anywhere, he could cure. So he sent out uh, th- over three hundred thousand brochures across America, and in the eighteen hundreds. That's a lot of that's, people. That's a lot. He he already was, I guess he was pretty uh, rich and from, and I don't know, other doctor things, I guess. So money wasn't too big of an issue, but he, he, he you know, wanted more, I guess. So he sent out all these things, and he would only take some select few patients. Like, it had to be a special process or something like that. Anyway, he ended up choosing all the people that were just the closest to dead. And... How convenient. Yes, right? And he would say, I can cure anything, like any kind of cancer. And like he, he's like, I promise you within six weeks you'll be cured. Partially true. Not quite in the sense they expected, though. Like so, because they'd be dead? Be, because what he would do is they were so close to dead, he would take all their money, and all their family's money for all the treatment, and then he'd yank out... The uh, pieces of cancer. Oh boy! And they died. And they go. He go. You're cured. You're dead, but you're cured. Wow. Right. And he did this like millions of times. Not that's not true, but hundreds of times. Maybe maybe a thousand. I don't know. But and I don't know why people kept going back after hearing how many people died there. Maybe he just kept it under wraps. He was really good at it. I don't know. But he would like he had a magazine. Hit his own magazine apparently, and when he sent it out, he would have ads for this in there, and he had pictures of like jars, and he would in in the ad it would say, uh, "We have proof of how we can cure cancer, or whatever." And basically, he would just harvest all the organs after they died, and say, "Hey, look, when they were alive, these were their organs. All these organs are just fine. Like, hmm. see all these organs? They're great. I fixed them. Like, and then he's like, here's the cancer. Took it out. It's gone.'" <laughs> So they're cured. And I guess that was enough for very desperate people that were close to dead. Yeah. And they were like, well, it's worth a shot. I'm dying anyway. I think that might have been his goal. So, but yeah, he basically just ended up killing hundreds of people. But since it was like touted as a medical organization and they died of normal causes, he couldn't be like, Convicted, convicted of anything because he's not the one who killed him. It was just mishap during surgery, or they just died of having cancer. Right. Well, I'm sure back then in the 1800s, with medical care, how it was, and like medical knowledge and cancer, I'm sure 
anyone that got cancer died because they yeah, probably no. didn't have chemo or anything back no, then. No, to... if you got it, you were dead. Yeah, if you got it, you were dead. So I'm sure that this guy is, you know, even if his his patients are going to die anyway. So obviously they're not thinking it's him. Right. You know, they're I mean, just thinking it's the normal process of cancer at the time. And there's and he was making buku off them and their families. And like, well, like the old people, like, well, they don't have anything else to spend our money on. So they're going to try to survive and I get all of it and they die. That's sick. Yeah. And he made a lot. Anyway, he ended up, they ended up actually convicting him of not what you think. They got him on mail fraud. Hmm. Which is sending out mail using using the post office to commit fraud, which in this case was he was sending out brochures and magazines and things saying he could cure cancer when it wasn't possible and he had a zero percent success rate great according to the uh, health association government some sort of government medical entity subsidiary yeah and so they got him on that he served I think three years was all. Mm. Uh, for all that and afterwards I don't know if he continued to practice or not I didn't get too much information on him but then he ended up dying of guess what cancer Cancer. he died of cancer karma's a B <laughs> but yeah it's funny he's like he thought you said you could cure cancer yeah. he died of cancer what an idiot anyway so he ended up dying of cancer and that was kind of the end of the story for a while. And then uh, someone, I mean, this had made the rounds. People knew about it. And I guess someone rebought the hotel later on. I don't know when. I think it was during the 1900s sometime and actually turned it into a hotel. But then guests started seeing things and hearing things and you know, all the all the um generic paranormal activity encounters and it became known as a haunted hotel and this happened so many times they would have like reports every single time someone stayed there does it show does it say like what they saw or anything like yeah that, i got or? tons of reports i'm going to share them all with you that's not true a lot of them there's tons of reports of what they saw what they heard and i'll read a bunch for you and it's been known as america's most haunted hotel for this reason and that kind of worries me because if I go somewhere that's called America's Most Haunted Hotel, I might convince myself I saw something. Yeah. So I might go, this is the most haunted hotel. What was that? That was a ghost. Right. Because it's most America's Most Haunted Hotel. So I can't confirm you know, any of this, clearly. I think, I think people have definitely seen things. But that that's just one part, because if something's famous, you want to be a part of it, right? Right. Oh, I was there, and I saw this. Oh, yeah, like, the paranoia of going somewhere that you think is haunted to is, can make you think that you see things that you don't. Right. Or trick your mind into thinking that normal things I'm are not, something paranormal. And I'm not saying that nobody was haunted there. Right. That's just something I'm thinking a couple reports have probably been false. Take everything with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah. Um... And so it it was pretty cool. I was reading up that, and there were some in, very interesting reports that I will read to you. But it got very interesting. In February of this year, 
they made a new discovery. And that was um, they were expanding the parking lot a while, a, a, a ways away. I don't know, fourth of a mile, half a mile-ish away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were digging, creating room for this thing. And they started finding jars like Ooh. and medical equipment. Uh-huh. And they're just like, what the heck? This is weird. And so um, they stopped. Like the guy, I don't know, whoever in charge said, no more. Don't dig anything. And they brought in archaeologists from Arkansas Archaeology Association or something like that. That's probably not the right name, but top dogs of Arkansas. And they did some excavating, and it turns out there were like hundreds of bottles um, with body parts in them. Like all those things he's saying, like we can prove with the body parts and organs and stuff, he had them all. And apparently, um, I'm guessing when he was convicted, they dumped it all and tried to bury it. And then it was dug up a hundred years later ish. I don't know. And so, Ooh. and, but they were in that, I can't remember the name of the the liquid. Like iodine or whatever, whatever. Oh, formaldehyde. Yeah. That keeps it. Yeah. You know, from going bad or That's whatever. That's what it is, formaldehyde. But yeah. So they said they found like brains and eyeballs and kidneys <sighs> and hands and all sorts of things. Like, That's where that disembodied hand came from in the other story. It's definitely where it came from, yep. But, man, it, it, they were like, it was a lot of them. And, like, lots of equipment, like saws and stuff like that. Like, not medical at all. Like, a, like a actual like saw. Torture instruments. And... Not not quite torture, <laughs> but just, like, he just didn't care. Yeah. And was like, oh, we're going to have to open you up. Oh, Here's a saw man. that I got at Home Depot for three bucks. <laughs> oh, Dude, if I was the like the archaeologist doing that kind of stuff, and I just pulled out a jar full of eyeballs, I would like freak <laughs> the crap out. Yeah, that oh, that would creep me out they, so bad. They kept them. I think it's in, in a museum or some hospital somewhere. Yeah. They yeah. studied. Let's put all these uh, illegally harvested organs on display. Yes. So that was interesting, <clears throat> and but that was just this year, like 2019. Maybe it was 2018. Wow. But just recently that they just barely that's discovered crazy. that. That's crazy. Pe- well, that's crazy that they... Sorry to interrupt you. No. It's going. crazy that they can identify them as organs like 100 years later. Yeah. That formaldehyde can preserve them like that, you know? I guess, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I don't know medical stuff, but that's impressive for sure. Yeah. Maybe they were close to decaying, but... That's weird. Yeah, it's terrifying, really. It's quite terrifying. Can you imagine being like the excavation team? Just like, oh, dug up this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I think the scariest thing for me in cases like this, because I've heard other, like, more modern cases of, like, serial killers that are doctors, and they'll commit serial murders while they're doctors, but it's so easy for them to pass it off as, like, uh, medical, uh, medical related death, you know? Right. And so that's really scary to think about that they're could be i'm not saying anything against medical doctors today like nothing like that but it just freaks you out like yeah that, that they have the power to do that so right, easily that that's happened you know and that they've ta- that there are some people that have taken advantage of that and done that yeah so <clears throat> that's terrifying and yeah jeez and but there's still like hauntings going on oh yeah it's still a hotel and you can go stay at it whenever and i'm pretty sure and they do nightly tours now podcast road trip to arkansas yeah no it's pretty cool though get on our do fund 
Dufund. Um, but yeah, they, they do tours. And Ugh. the tour guides have some messed up stuff to say. I'm like, why on earth would you do that every night? I don't know. Yeah, but like, I, I couldn't do that. One I couldn't refind, but I did read initially, was they, they asked some tour guides, like, hey, what are some weird experiences you've had? And one was like, I got done with a tour, and um, uh, two girls that were sisters, I'm not sure how old they were, it didn't say, came up to me and asked me, why didn't you, one of them was like, why didn't you introduce that guy in the corner of the room? And she was like, what are you talking about? She's like, when we went into this room, this one particular room, there was a guy sitting in a chair in the corner of the room just rocking very slowly. And he, like, wouldn't show his face, but he was, like, smiling. And she's like, she was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, there was nobody in the room. And I would quit and move uh, out of state. Right. <laughs> But then, like, the sister, the other sister was like, see, I told you there was no one in the room, but she, like, like, when, and when the, um, tour guide said that there was no one in the room, she went, like, pale white. Kind of like, she was like, oh, my sister's messing with me, trying to scare me that that person wasn't actually there. But when the tour guide said that there was no one there, she was like, oh my gosh, what did I see? And, like, it's weird that the sister didn't see anything, no one else apparently saw anything, the tour guide didn't see anything. But, like, there was just some dude in the corner of the room sitting there rocking. They, they quitted rocking. Like in a chair? Maybe rocking chair, just kind of, like, like rocking swaying on his feet. about. Yeah. But he was also smiling, and he chuckled every so often. Hmm. When the tour guide was talking. Uh, that's creepy, man. Yeah. Um, another experience from a tour guide, they said that um, they were bringing people into the, the morgue and telling them about the morgue. And they saw someone creep out from behind of the crowd and run into the, um, where, what's, what's the room where you do the, the autopsy room? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that room is technically called, but where you like actually the examine the bodies yeah. where the guy cut out, this is the room where the guy cut out all the organs and killed the people. Ugh. Um, and so she's like, Oh, everyone, hold on one second. She's like, it's probably just some kid that wanted to go see the creepy room or whatever. And she went in there and there's only one way in and there was no one in there. Like she, she physically saw someone running past and go through the door and she went in there and no one was there Hmm. and she was freaked out. Um, like, Hey, what were you expecting when you took this job? Well, yeah, here's my thing. Don't give tours at a freaking mausoleum, a mortuary. Yeah. yeah, like you said, what do you expect? <laughs> You're surrounded by dead people. Oh, I mean, it's not a mortuary anymore. Still, it's, that's it's the worst kind of mortuary. Now. Why is it not a mortuary? Probably because people saw freaky crap. Right. Close it down. Don't do it. Yeah, no, that's pretty bad. Um, There was another one where uh, they were in the same room that as this other one, and they were the, the tour guide was talking. And she thought she, he or she thought they heard something like footsteps coming from that same room, the autopsy room, the cadaver room, whatever. And she's like, sounds like footsteps. She's like, I don't know. That's weird. No one's in there. We walked past it or something when we came in here. So I know there's no one in there. And so she just kept going. And she's like, maybe I'm just imagining it or something like that. And she was talking and talking about uh, this Norman guy. And... 
she noticed that none of the people in the crowd were like paying it to any attention to her. And she was just like, does anybody else hear footsteps? And all of them were like, yeah, what the heck is that? <laughs> like every single one of them. And so they like, I don't know what they did, but if they went and checked it out or left, but they knew no one was in there, but they were hearing footsteps pacing back and forth in that room. That's creepy. I mean, that's an account where all of them heard it, supposedly. Yeah. Not just one person. Ugh. Um, supposedly Norman had a cat, an orange tabby cat. And there's been reports of people feeling cats rub against up their leg and not seeing a cat when they look down and seeing a cat run around the corner and you go turn the corner and there's no cat there. Hmm. Uh, it's not nearly as so creepy. a lot of classic just haunting sightings. Right, and... right. Uh, oh, man. I have a, a decently long story. Let's hear it. All right. <clears throat> Let me get started on this. find it really quick For, uh, I'm not sure if it's one story but this is it's a it's a oh, excuse me it's a article titled haunting ghost experiences revealed and it says <clears throat> from smelling mysterious pipe tobacco to seeing orb enter a boy's skull our ghost our ghost tour guides are exposed to nightly Exposed nightly to the hotel's guests who check out but never leave. That's their, that's their thing. Their quote yeah. for them is the guests who check out but never leave. Um. With that said, each has not only a unique nom de guide. No idea what that is. Hmm. It looks French, but <laughs> a special a special super. A special supernatural experience of their own to tell. It is their oh, more French raison de terre. Let, let me read it. I got gotcha. you. I, I mean, I, near the bottom of the raison de terre. Raison de terre. That's my French. What does that mean? I don't know. Reason of something, probably. Anyway, is there raison de terre? For being a tour guide in this world's famous haunted hotel. Aunt Reba had always admired the Crescent since... Stop it! I'm, I'm very French fluent. Aunt Reba has always admired the Crescent since moving to Eureka Springs. And had her first unexplained happening while exploring the hotel as a tourist. The smell of cherry tobacco got to her... Uh, attention when she reached the second floor she did not find out until two years later during a training guide that her early encounter with tobacco essence had probably emanated from one of the crescent's uh, more illustrious spirits in a hotel's in doctor in-house doctor circa why are there so many french words in here something late sen late 19th century dr john fremont ellis who's whose office was now in room 212, was known for being a heavy pipe smoker of cherry tobacco. There you go. Since then, she says that all that she has detected that charming aroma occasionally, while both alone and while leading a ghost tour. The most bizarre sensing, she explained, came from a recent tour of 24 people. We all simultaneously experienced that olfactory sensation for well over a minute. 
and let it be understood that our entire hotel has a no smoking policy and has been for years. Hmm. So there's another thing. Not necessarily evil encounter or bad intent kind of thing. Just even smells. Paranormal smells are weird to me. I can see like paranormal sightings, but like a smell. I've heard people say that smells can get like stamped into that time time or whatever. And then like be re replayed in a sense, like over time, you know, but interesting. I don't know, like stamped into the dimension and then be like permanently there. But that's interesting. Paranormal smells are weird to me. That is interesting. It's like a freaky one because I could see somebody making like a sighting out of nothing, you know, or like a right. sound out of nothing. But how do you smell something right, out of nothing? smell is just kind of weird. And according to this, everyone smelled it. Yeah. Another one is Miss Catherine was standing at the very bottom of the hotel's open staircase with her tour group pausing before they entered the zigzagging trail to the morgue. While all were standing still, Catherine experienced a chill causing her to, quote, grow goosebumps, and then momentarily she found it hard to breathe. The two ladies standing next to her turned pale and quickly asked, did anyone feel that? It's a little girl. She's here. I can feel her. They were referring to the story of the little girl that reportedly fell to her death from the fourth floor railing sometime in the early years of the hotel operations where she supposedly landed in the exact spot where the tour group was standing during the literal chilling, chilling experience. To add to the story, one man said, Oh my, this! look at this photo. I like how they added the oh my part. <laughs> and the photo had been just taken prior to the lady's verbal declaration. He passes the camera around, and clearly everyone can see a foggy mist shape of a little girl standing right next to the three women. Unfortunately, he did not submit the image to the paranormal website, as he said it, he, uh, as he said he would, and many as many do as they capture an apparition on a digital device. So they're saying, well, everyone says they're going to submit it, but they never do, kind of thing. So that's right. the grain of salt thing again. But that is interesting that that was reported. Interesting. Well, I, I like that there are like encounters with multiple witnesses right because that adds validity for sure um plus it's just a creepy place an old hospital where a guy murdered a bunch of people harvested their organs and apparently little girls fell yeah that's all the makings for a good horror film it is it is that would i would make a good movie yeah i'd watch it i would too speaking of horror movies there is some decent amount coming out soon. Are there? Like yeah. what? I mean, um, that uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. His, oh, his I want to see that. I Have heard it was it? pretty good. No, I haven't seen it. Yet. I can, I can get it though. We can watch it. Is um, it out on? It's still in theaters though, right? Probably, but it'll be out on DVD soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, I I just watched Us. Have you heard about that one? I've heard about it. I don't it's remember what it's about. By the same director as Get Out. No, I don't know. know what that one is. It's like a, it's a family that goes to their like cabin or summer home or whatever, and then their doppelgangers show up, like people that just look just look just like Whoa. them, and try to kill them and take over their lives or something like that. That's creepy. It was it was pretty creepy. It was oh, is that the one with the lady? There's the like a lady. lady and her husband or whatever. Is that is that the one I'm thinking of? Lady and her husband. You have to be a little more specific. Well, there's lady a lady her who her husband, um, 
she, I think she gets amnesia and her husband is killed and there's this guy that takes her husband's place and no. she's slowly coming out of amnesia and doesn't like can't No, not that at all, but that sounds Have interesting. Have you heard of that? No. Oh, that, I got to remember what it's called. I can't remember, but it looks interesting and basically this guy is trying to like kill her. But he's also trying to gain her trust. I, I don't remember the exact premise, but this lady's coming out of amnesia. Her husband was killed by this guy who looks like him. He takes the place of her husband, and she slowly finds out that he's not her husband. Like, oh, as basically. she's starting to gain memories yeah. and stuff. Very interesting. Um, there's also, they're remaking Black Christmas. I had never seen Black Christmas. Uh, I knew they were by, but they're remaking it. Looks kind of cheesy, but, you know, whatever. It, Chapter 2, came out recently. Oh, that's right. Uh, I never saw the first one because it didn't look that great to me, honestly. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any others, but it's a good time for horror movies if you're into that. It is Halloween time, almost. So, there's that. But yeah, it's it's a crazy world we live in. Okay, I'm going to be bugged with that movie. (sighs) Is it new? It's a Netflix movie. It's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Um, Is it a horror? It's called Secret Obsession, I think. It has one of the... Do you remember the show The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Of course I do. It has uh, the rich girl from that movie, or from that show. So the Secret Asian ob- chick? Yeah. It's, uh, the premise is when Jennifer wakes up with amnesia after a traumatic attack, her doting husband cares for her, but she soon realizes that the danger is far from over. Um, it looked really good when I saw the preview for it. What kind of ratings we got? I don't know. I'm... It's all see. about the ratings. Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what they gave it. 4.3 on IMDb. That's oh, terrible. We got a 36 on the tomato meter, too. So maybe I won't, maybe I won't watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend. The premise, though, sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, interesting. We need to watch scary stories that to tell in the dark because I really want to see that. Yeah, that one looks really Except interesting. I'm a freaking pansy with horror movies. Nice. Like I am the biggest pansy ever. And you get to walk home alone. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking today my friends and I in high school used to just go to like haunted places and abandoned places all the freaking time and it was so fun and I loved it. But in the moment, I'm the biggest pansy ever oh this is where i was going with this so there's a girl today that i gave an uber ride for and she told me about a place called halo point halo that is close to here supposedly and i am trying to look it up i haven't been able to find anything about it um but apparently there's an old haunted house there that we need to go check out she said it's somewhere in the valley she like couldn't tell me where it was She's like, I don't know where it is. I just know it's like a 30-minute drive from Logan. So we'll have to try and find it. Halo Point. And go there. Apparently there's this house with all this graffiti that says, like, get out and help. Hollow Point? I don't know. Maybe. She said Halo Point. Um, Factory Full Metal Jacket or Hollow Point? Those are ammunitions, my friend. I know, that's what it's bringing up when I type in Halo Point. Why you should carry Hollow Point ammunition. I agree completely with that. Always carry Hollow Point. Are you sure she's not trying to lure us to... Box Death Hollow Wilderness? (laughs) That came up. Where's that one? Uh, 
That is down by Escalante, Utah. Oh. And Bryce Canyon National Park. Escalante is a cool place. They have a petrified wood forest down there. It's kind of cool. Yeah, apparently that's haunted. Escalante? Mm Mm-hmm. The the petrified wood wood forest thing. Really? Yeah. No, I read a bunch about it. It was, it's like urban legend worthy that might go over when we get to Utah that when you take anything out of there, then you just automatically get haunted because you're not Hmm. allowed to take anything out, apparently. The old Indians or, or Native Americans, my bad, will haunt you or something like that. I'm not sure. It was a long time ago. But, yeah, apparently it's haunted. Nice. <coughs> I hiccuped, burped, and sneezed all within three That's seconds. disgusting. Yeah, it didn't feel good. Oh, dude, apparently there's another thing um, called... It's uh, the Christ Brotherhood in Smithfield Canyon. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, so apparently there's I don't like this... that canyon. That canyon gives me the heebie-jeebies. I've only been up there once, like, on a drive for, like, five minutes. That was it. Canyons in general. There's something about canyons. Yeah, why are canyons... Why do canyons always have haunted stuff? Logan Canyon has a nunnery. Butterfield Canyon down in Salt Lake has all the old mines. There's um, the old mill is at the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon. This canyons, canyon. dude. It's, it's just because you're entrapped. Maybe. There's that canyon in Arizona, the... What was that canyon in Arizona? Oh, the dead screaming woman yeah, canyon like or something like that. Wailing, wailing woman, woman. Canyon or something. Dude, canyons, canyons, man. How about we just start going up in canyons, see what we can find? Because I'd like to live. <laughs> okay, so the Christ Brotherhood. I don't want to be sounds cum. creepy because it's like sounds like a cult. First of all, mm-hmm. it was started in California, but eventually relocated to Utah. And there was this psychic named Halsey C. Wallace, Halsey. who apparently took all her followers up into Smithfield Canyon and held a bunch of communes, and she promised miracles and healing from her alien god named Star. Hmm. So apparently you can go to the place where she did her communes, and it's supposedly haunted. Why can, are they called the Christ Brotherhood if... I don't know. They believe in a star. Why wouldn't they be called a star, brother? I don't know. Well, in a lot of these cults, you see people proclaiming themselves as, like, the Christ. Ah, Reincarnated Christ or something. Maybe. Maybe that's what they're Um, for. Which is awful. <laughs> but, yeah, that's another thing to check out, and apparently there's a bunch of ghosts on campus. I'm just... I'll chalk that up just to college kids being college kids. Yeah, me too. But, we gotta go do some live podcasts from haunted places for sure. Yes, we do. We gotta set us out of time. You gotta let me know so I can advance plan for it. Yeah. Definitely. Also, well, you're gonna have to drag me to it because I'll pansy out last minute. <laughs> I will too. So we're gonna have to drag each other. Great. We're gonna have to take a group of like 50 people so we're not freaking out just the two of us the whole time. So, like, alright, you guys go ahead. Our whole recording would be us peeing and saying, what was that, every five seconds and then running away after two minutes. <laughs> We'll get Taylor. Does Taylor get scared? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get we'll get a few of our fans, local fans, yeah, to there, go with there us. There are some around here that I think would be totally down. Yeah. Shoot I, us a message if you guys want to do a live. Sorry, I keep clicking this. Stop clicking that. I'm sorry. Shoot us a message if you're local here in northern Utah and want to go on some adventures with us. Yeah, you'll have to yeah drag us to something. <laughs> You will probably physically have to drag us. Or go on, if you're not local, go on your own adventures. Yeah. Tell us the results. Yeah. 
if you're physically able to, meaning you're not dead. Yep. Because that would be a very interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Definitely hit us up on social. Do it. And email. Those DMs, <laughs> those tweets, those messages, those emails. Those Instas. Instas. Those are the DMs. Okay. I, I think. I don't use Instagram very much, so I don't know. Neither do I. Yeah. Well, uh, hit us up. Let us know if you guys have any other information. Um, also, some more news. There is some progress on Paranormal Con here in Logan. I'm contacting oh, the I guy right now. That. Um, he's been pretty busy this summer, but he's hoping to look more into it and do it in the spring. So he was <sighs> hoping to do it in October, but we're looking to the spring. I'm hoping we can get with him to promote the show and help our show promote his Paranormal Con. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd um, love to have him on and we can yeah, talk about it a little more. Exactly. We'd love to get him on. His name is John. And we'd definitely spread the word about Paranormal Con. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll keep you updated on the dates when we get more into it. Um, we should just contact him and say that we're willing to help him like get it up and going. Oh, yeah. I'd be absolutely willing. <clears throat> but also, just give him a shout out real quick. I've only messaged him through Facebook a couple times, like twice, and talked to him about it. But I just... He's an author, and apparently he is working on his third book, getting it released, called Stranger West. So Ooh. go look that up. I haven't heard much about it, but I kind of want to look it up and give it a read. You'll have so, to let me know later the books he has, and I'll take a look. Yeah, I'm always a fan of supporting someone local. Yeah, I've seriously, I've only messaged him twice, but it sounds like he's pretty into this kind of stuff. So maybe he could be our resident paranormal expert. Yes. Come well, on the show. He'll be our reference. Like, you know, in uh, Pawn Stars... When he always always like, <laughs> let me contact my buddy. Yeah, he's really good with this he's, stuff. He's our buddy. He'll he'll be our he'll be our buddy. Yeah. That's really good with this kind of stuff. Yeah. So looking forward to that. We'll have more details as that comes about as well. And yeah, I think that's all I had for today. That's all I got else? for today as well. I mean, I mean, we didn't have much in, in terms of like how many, but I think the ones we did go into were pretty extensive. Yeah, Arkansas doesn't have a ton of urban legends, but the ones that they have are interesting. There so. was um, another one, uh, the the Dog Boy. Oh, yeah, Dog Boy. I didn't go into that one. It was I think it was a little oversaturated on mm-hmm. the internet. Like, too many people had been talking about it, and it was just, it almost become a joke from what I was reading. So yeah. I decided not to cover that one. But it was very interesting about a... a Someone who tortured dogs as a kid, and then he died, and is now haunting his old town as like half dog, half human. Anyway, hmm. look it up. Maybe it's that's potential skinwalker. Potential, yeah, for sure. Dog boy, yeah. So yeah, look it up if you're interested. There's some good. Uh, I saw some YouTube videos about it. I love watching YouTube videos that talk about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's another. I got a decent amount of my knowledge from youtube channel called like the paranormal files i believe they're very interesting it's just a it's a couple it's a man a guy and a girl, his girlfriend they go on all sorts of ventures together it's awesome <laughs> couple goals right there that's cool yeah they like they went to this uh that hotel i was talking about and they got they got locked in is that the same couple that does like the traveling circus of haunted things have you heard about that nope there's this couple that does similar stuff they go to a bunch of haunted places and they have they call it the traveling circus of what's the name yeah, so they, uh, oh man. Okay, um, but yeah, it's a traveling circus of haunted things, I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, that's all we had for today. Again, check us out on social, hit us up there with some messages of what you guys want to hear, and let us know of your experiences. If you have any of those, we can share them on the podcast, we can get you on a Skype call. Um, we do want to do some live shows as well, where we just have fans call in, and we can... 
just talk and shoot the breeze with you on the air. So definitely hit us up. Let us know if you have any questions or more information about what we've shared. And again, donate to our do fund. We are on Venmo, so we'll include that info in the show description. And we love you guys. Take care. Have a good one.